Do we have a treat for you today? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast in which we share and discuss the very best in video game music. Today's episode is the best kept secret <laughs> in video games. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Is that the title of today's episode? Oh the my best gosh, kept it really is. We're going to spotlight on the soundtrack to Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which I think most people haven't heard of, and they definitely don't have this connotation that it's amazing. But this music is mind-bogglingly good. I'm so excited to share it, not just with Will, but with all of you today. This is going to be a phenomenal episode. Yeah, it's almost like going back in time or stepping into a portal to an alternate dimension where this is what your typical video game score sounds like. Right? Because it's, it's amazing. Wild. I mean, it, it it does feel like it's honoring the epic high fantasy uh, roots of the Final sure. Fantasy series and realizing them fully with an orchestra. And, you know, that has been done before. We've had fantastic oh, yeah. modern scores. But there's something about this title, the fact that it's this mobile game that I imagine, um, I mean, I've never heard of it. I'm not super big into that series mm -hmm. in terms of playing the games um, but just the attention to detail with the score and how many memorable and just gorgeous melodies there are is what's so staggering to me um, it, it's really one of the best soundtracks in the entire series and that's saying a lot because Final Fantasy is one of the totems in the world of game music it doesn't make much sense that <laughs> this game was the game that warranted this like really good budget and uh, just kind of this new breath of fresh air as far as the direction that the music was taken to. It's not just that it sounds really good. It's good compositions. It's so much more like rousing and specifically melodic and catchy than the series has been in a long right. time. And this is a game that came out for Android and iOS in 2015. Well, and the thing that I will say is if anybody, you know, asked me what's better, Zelda or Final Fantasy, I'll throw down, you know, I'm a Zelda fan through and through. I will pick Koji Kondo versus Uematsu. Yes, I just mm -hmm. said that. If that battle Will, comes up... I thought we were trying to be diplomatic No, I have days. those opinions. But this just so blows Breath of the Wild, Skyward mm -hmm. Sword, the last few Zelda soundtracks Absolutely. out of the water, not only in terms of the production and the scale of the orchestra, but the music itself and the fact that the game is indulging in this high fantasy. Well, guys, you, know? you don't have to take our word for it. We're going to get to the music now. What you guys heard playing in was Great Voyage, again, from Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. And the composer... How do you spell that? <laughs> it's... Let me take a look X -V -S? here. X-V-S? You guess, and then I'll tell you. Uh... Okay, X-V-I-O-U-S? E-X-V-I-U-S. Oh my god, I never would have guessed that in a million years. It's insane. Okay, so the composer we have today, a lone composer for this whole game, it's a name that we're going to definitely want to look into. I think he's he works for a company that does music for anime and uh, in games. Uh, so he's one of those people that has, you know, ha has a nice day job doing this stuff. His name is... 
Noriyasu Agamatsu, and he's an amazing composer. So you know, it's funny. At one point in time, that's how somebody would have described John Williams. You know, someone yeah. who wrote in television and did films. You may not know his name, mm -hmm. but you know, he's just been working in the industry. And then, of course, he went on to do Jaws and Star Wars not, and every yeah, film you've ever seen. Not a lot of video games. I think he worked on uh, Wild Arms Five and maybe a couple others. Other I'm than so this, excited. So. All right, I, and I, I'm just glad he got this opportunity. You know? Yeah, dude. We're gonna we're gonna be some great music. Let's now move on to Moment of Recall from Brave Exvius. You guys listening to Moment of Recall from Brave XVS, composed by Noriyasu Agamatsu. Oh my goodness, this is beautiful. This is a track that is a lot more restrained and sparse than, uh, you know, the, the typical orchestral palette that we're going to get in the score. And now there, there's elements of, of a bunch of different instruments here, but for the most part, this is a piano ballad. Very, very beautiful. Will, what do you think about this piece? What I so love about Japanese film music and game music is that it's this wonderful tradition of adopting practices from Western classical music, um, sure. adopting practices from Japanese folk music and jazz and kind of combining them in a way that maintains this elegance and maintains a serious quality. There's always an emphasis on melody, but it's a type of expression that's distinct to the time period we live in. You could describe this piece as romantic. You could describe it as evocative, but this doesn't sound like something that you would hear, say, in like a Rachmaninoff piece, even right. if the instrumentation may remind you of that. It's distinct to its time and place. It's a and modern piece of music. It's something I so love. I mean, we we could talk a lot about the influence of composers like Joe Hisaishi. Um, we probably should today. <laughs> absolutely. And I, I, I've been noticing more and more in games, composers that probably grew up listening to him and other Japanese uh, film composers in that kind of harmonic language, the piano led orchestra. That's very evocative. Very with all beautiful. Of these major emotional. seventh, ninth chords. Yeah. Very, very melodic beautiful. though. Like, like very, very, it's, very it's melodic. seeping into more and more games. I mean, Breath of the Wild was kind of like an all-out statement of the whole production was trying to look and feel like a Miyazaki film right. from the art style to the music. 
but to me, honestly, I think it's a thing that has to be earned. The more ubiquitous that palette comes, just like with anything, I think it's going to become oversaturated and less interesting. Sure. And what I'm amazed at, at least so far with the soundtrack, is it feels like everything that it's doing is completely earned. And it has the... The if I may, like the musical ideas have the weight to merit the execution. Well, it feels also very video gamey. These melodies are poppy, right. catchy, feel good, well, and it's a and Final Fantasy thing, game. You know, well, the one thing that I will say about the musical style of the game is a lot of the pieces of music you listen to, if you didn't know, you would never say, "Oh yeah, Final Fantasy." Sure. So it's not necessarily. Uh, I would say there's no way that Agamatsu was trying to do some sort of homage to Uematsu. He was free to explore his own style. I think the great thing about the series is that it does embrace eclecticism. And I think there are that's, a lot of composers. That's in a it, yeah. staple of video game music. Very and true. In the early days, what Uematsu was going for was this sweeping adventure score. And it, a lot of it was meant to sound like a film. And uh, so I, I think it's kind of interesting. It's two composers from different generations uh, trying to tackle the same issue and coming up with different, but as we'll notice in some cases, um, strangely fittingly similar results. Absolutely. We're going to move on to the third track of the playlist today. This is To the Horizon. You guys are listening to To the Horizon from Final Fantasy Brave XVS, composed by Noriyasu Agamatsu. Bang up job, Agamatsu. This is phenomenal. Uh, it reminds me of so many different things. It reminds me of Mario Galaxy yep. in certain areas. It reminds me of high quality. Well, because um, of yum, bum, bum, bum. Right. And the core changes are very bold. Uh, it reminds me of a lot of great anime music. Uh, that I've listened to. It reminds me of great film music from like maybe the 90s. It's just so happy and rousing. There's some mysterious tracks that I think we might get to and then some that we we won't get to today. Um, So there's definitely a good variety, but you'd be surprised listening through this two-disc soundtrack of maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe like 40 or so pieces of music. How many are like fully orchestral and rousing with these very kind of beautiful sweeping themes? Like, I don't know. He definitely went out of his way to make this feel like an epic Final Fantasy adventure. Completely. And you brought up Mario Galaxy, and I think it is on that level in terms of melodic craft, but especially in terms of 
orchestration. Yep. It has that same classy presentation where it doesn't feel overblown, um, but it's not understated either. It uses all the groups of the orchestra, brass, wind, strings, in a very mm -hmm. idiomatic way, and there's no residue of era. You know, I mean, some of the tracks that use piano, they definitely have that distinct kind of Japanese film or anime sound. I kind of associate it to movie music of the 90s, but what I love about these more rousing orchestral tracks where they're more about brass and percussion and strings and everything is it's all orchestrated in this almost classical way and it totally fits the marriage something that i love about this piece on a musical level it's kind of in this we almost feel in like a six eight or, or nine eight feel to it yeah uh but what's great about that is so you almost have these like eighth note triplets but also within the groove are these quarter note triplets so you have but you also have in the syncopation between those two elements is I think really effective. It makes it feel like swashbuckling. I almost hear it as like sailing Now that music. was something we heard all the time in the 70s, 80s, 90s in film music. But do how often do we hear that nowadays? It, yeah, it's just, maybe in, I think in there some are some senses. composers, some directors who would maybe say that is going too far and that's maybe too in your face. They want the music to be more subtle. Right. Uh, but I say I gotta say this is such a treat to get music like this because nowadays it feels like more of this like rare commodity than than maybe it well, used to be. I don't be. know. I don't know much about the gameplay of this game, but I imagine it it probably relies on somewhat of like a turn based uh, element to the gameplay, like some of the earlier titles. Just knowing that it's a mobile game. And what I find, we notice this with like the Fire Emblem series, but games where the engagement has to do with puzzle solving or has to do with some something about logic rather than execution, rather than action, sometimes the music in those titles can tend to ironically be more large scale, be more epic and impactful because the music's trying to do the job of taking you away to another world sure. and making you feel like you're emotionally part of the actions you're taking even if you feel one step removed based on the interface well yeah i mean the only thing that i that i know about the game um and what i've been reading online is that it is a turn-based rpg and sure. i think the company that developed it also developed a game called brave frontier and so in some ways it's kind of this crossover it borrows elements from brave frontier ah. as well as the final fantasy series well, so that's, maybe I, that's you made a good point a reason why the everything about the game feels like it's not necessarily worried about being too uh, Final Fantasy as far as the tone, maybe the art, the gameplay, right. the music. It's almost like this fusion of two different types of games, and that's kind of what I'm hearing in the music here. Well, I think you made a really good point, Carl, about how some people might that in some instances, this type of score might be a little too much, say in like a mm -hmm. modern action film or something. Sure. But, but that's what's great about games like this is the gameplay by its nature is not going to kind of immerse you in the same feeling like, wow, I'm living an action story. So if the art design, if the music, if the dialogue, if all of the atmosphere in the game can communicate that, it, it just kind of helps your imagination do the rest. And that's something I, I've heard people in argument for the JRPG style, the turn-based style of gameplay, is that often it invites you to use your imagination a little bit more mm, than yeah, some I could see that. more modern games that are all about kind of immersing you with photorealism and trying to engage you every single second with something fun. And I will say that there there definitely is a tradition of 
the role of music in RPG games has always been so different and it lends itself to first of all a, a lot of music like a high right. number of tracks because you have characters and yeah, character but themes other than that like you're able to kind of spend so much time in this world where the music needs to uh, almost be deeper and have more of a deeper connection than and you know I guess you would say maybe something like a Mario game sure so well it, it, I also I feel like these games have their roots in board games, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, remember playing board games as a kid? Like, my favorite one was Fireball Island. Yeah. Where you kind of could imagine the whole scenario, and they really... you Using your imagination was the most fun part of it. And I Absolutely. think some early games in the RPG style took advantage of that same emotion. That's a good point, yeah. Well, let's move on to a very beautiful, uh, peaceful piece of music. It happens to be called Peaceful Village. It's exactly what I would guess if someone... What do you think this track is called? Oh, it's clearly Peaceful Village. Let's take a listen to this. Gorgeous. Talk about galaxy vibes. This reminds me so much of some of Mahito Yakoda's music, but it definitely goes into to places. Uh, if you stick with it for about 30, 40 seconds, it has an identity of its own, and it's making a case for this type of uh, melodic style video game music. Mm-hmm. It's it's still valid. There's still more things to say, you know? Right. Uh, Will was saying that he has this dream that he would live in Japan and only write this kind of music for the rest of his life. And you could do that, Will, in this, in this you know, maybe reality, alternate reality. You could do that for however many years, and I don't think you would run out of ideas because, I don't know, it's like this is a musical world that I would love to be in for a long I know. time. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, it's just pleasing. I, and I don't mean to make this like a, a cultural conversation, but I no, really let's think do like, it. The, the big difference is... There's no pretentiousness in this music. There's no Mm -hmm. sense of ego or trying to find your own style. Like so much, uh, frankly, American music, uh, either in the pop world or honestly, even in like the film music world is about identity. It's like, what do I sound like? Look at how cool I am. Look at, you know, how big I am. Look at all these things. Flashy. What I so love about this, like that, that doesn't even enter into the equation. What I love about great Japanese composers in any medium games film classical composers even is that there's like this devotion to the idea and a piece like that like you said you know it it reminds you of Mario Galaxy and I think some composers would take anything like that as a criticism it reminds you of something else oh then I don't want to be like that (laughs) but again this is about 
honoring the idea. Well, in, isn't there a Jake and Amir sketch melody. where he's like, if someone's already done it, then it's bad. Right. You know? <laughs> and I think that actually is, even though it's very simplistic, there are some people that feel that way. Well, I, I, so many things I love about this. I, I forgot to mention it on the last track. But How about both the solo these, performance on this one? Well, totally. And the melody itself, it dances, it has this like Lydian contour. We've talked about the modes before. Lydian is basically, it's like a major sounding key with a raised fourth scale degree, which basically means you get to have two major chords right next to each other. If you could imagine C major and D major on the piano going back and forth between those, it's a very wistful, dreamy effect. And I think one of the reasons it's reminding Carl and I so much of the Mario Galaxy series, not just because there's very similar melodic contours, but it's that dreamy chord landscape of the Lydian mode, which I mean, also exists in a lot of film music, but the clarity of these harmonies in so much like, say, John Williams, he uses these really complex chords with very dense textures, mm-hmm. and they're almost never voiced in a simple, pure triadic fashion. What I so love about, and that's great for that, but what I love about a lot of Japanese music, um, particularly Koji Kondo, and it exists in the Nintendo tradition, they know when to indulge in really rich, jazzy harmonies, but they also know when it's okay to have yeah. just basic simple triads. Sometimes that stuff feels Yeah, and that's best. almost I've never heard that articulated from any like western musician of like mm-hmm. when it's okay to just have, you know, cuz sometimes basic it triads. is. There's 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 no one that could argue that it's never okay to do that. There are going to be times in a game experience, even in a movie experience where that would be fitting. I mean, um, look at guitar and, music. How much? I mean, at the end of the day, this track is called "Peaceful Village," right? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but like, it's look fitting. at look at guitar music and like the great tradition of popular music and basically the last century. Um, sure. So much of that is based around E minor, A minor, C major. You know, C7. and it's funny how that tradition or maybe that genre of music doesn't get criticized the same way that maybe film music or game music would as sure. far as being samey or doing the same types of you know textbook <laughs> right. things we kind of accept our ears want certain things and, and we crave right. certain sounds all right well let's move on to uh, another piece of music from brave xvs like we said we can't play everything so definitely guys check out the soundtrack uh you should you should purchase it because it's amazing at the very least go on youtube and listen to the whole thing the next pr- track we're going to play today is called rain in forest Thank you. 
here's a great example of where Agamatsu <laughs> kind of creates his own path and his own legacy here. He is, let's just compare this to Galaxy for one second. We've heard a piece of music in Galaxy that features the acoustic guitar mixed with the orchestra, right? But think about the way he's using it to be so mysterious and evocative and kind of this play between the guitar and the orchestra. It's right. this really nice And it's a melody response. that's idiomatic for the guitar. I love Absolutely. the way he uses that little ornament at the end of each yeah. part of the phrase. Dun, da, 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 and da, it da, becomes da, this yeah. little recurring motive. It's great. Oh, it's just so interesting. And the way that he uses the orchestra in this track it feels like a totally different era. This reminds right. me of like 70s right. film music, right? It's very groove-based. Right? It's so groove-based. It's, it's, it has the oh, piano God, in there. Great. The other thing that I, I really love, right off the bat, it just sounds like classic Japanese video game music. Basically that like mm -hmm. Dorian modal jazz color, yep. but also starting on the ninth and having those Okay, um, well, I think chords. this needs to be another episode where we just pick track the week as we go like is there anything so, so far, far today everything we've played is track of the week <laughs> <laughs> just uh, we should have a link to people should just buy the game is that an option that's so funny no but seriously from what we've played so far is there is there one that you think is superior so far uh, it might be crazy i really love the thing that we played in with yeah. i really loved that peaceful village um, For me, Peaceful Village. So this far one was be. also that B section that got into those incredibly beautiful kind of circle of fifths jazz progression changes. With also when when it went to that fully diminished seventh mm -hmm. chord, that really beautiful moment that again just feels distinctly Japanese. Uh, I keep mentioning Joe Hisaishi, but that's a big well. Thing you know to what? Me. Let's 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 think about Peaceful Village because for me, Peaceful Village definitely so far is a contender. Let's keep going and see and see what we think as we. What a progress. great tune, though. Like that, so that was so cool. And I, I love every single piece today does have a distinct identity, a distinctly yes. memorable melody, but also completely different choices in terms of instrumentation. I mean, basically everything we've played today has a different melodic, soloistic yeah. instrument, whether it's now, trumpets, I know there French is, horns. There is some oboe. sort of leitmotif that is explored throughout this game. I, I For the life of me, I can't remember if we're going to experience it today in the selections uh, that we hear, but... We, we may. Uh, there is a theme that is used in maybe three to four different pieces of music in the score. And there is some referencing of old Final now, Fantasy Carl, themes. I don't know about you, but this is kind of like, if we were going to get a modern game in the Chrono series, this is what I would want it to sound like. Orchestral, but a little bit groove-based. Still has that kind of classic sound to it. Yeah. That I was getting some vibes of that. I would have to agree. Let's move on to a track called The Ancient Life.
what an amazing track. You guys are listening to The Ancient Life from Brave XVS, composed by Noriyasu Agamatsu. This is such a good example of why I think this score is superior to so many modern video game scores. Here is why I'm going to argue this. This is kind of like a mysterious, atmospheric piece of music that has some sound effects mixed into the actual right. music track, you know, some drips and stuff like that. But it's so much more melodically interesting, and at the end of the day, just interesting on its own as a piece of music, but it's still serving the purpose of the game. Like, there's no way this wouldn't be fitting for the setting. It's just doing everything better. Again, there's just a lack of... There's a lack of boldness and a lack of imagination, I think, in a lot of game composers and a lot of developers and directors. I also think there's a big problem with music that's supposed to be orchestral, um, where they're expected to make demos and mock-ups. A lot of right. people can't hear past the fact that something sounds fake, and so in order, and so they just know they don't like it. So in order to make the mock-ups sound more real, they have to do something more boring, more plain, more ostinato-driven, more about percussion point. and rhythm. And so you lose out on the boldness and just the unabashed lushness of an or- of an orchestral palette like this. And unless that's specifically asked for, right. and I I think we got lucky in the case of Mario Galaxy and, I and it happened we to be should... a big hit because it's such a colorful game that that's kind of what they wanted. Well, one thing that might be worth mentioning for maybe new listeners that uh, aren't as familiar with our musical sensibilities, this is just the kind of music that we love. We love very right. catchy, melodic, fun music. So if there's anyone out there who's aware of other scores that have this kind of palette that we might not know, send us a, you know, a tweet or an email. We'd love to hear more of this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. There was one time when we weren't familiar with Gravity Rush, you know, right. and our and our buddy Aiden was was the person to send us that email. So yeah, if there's something else out there, guys, that this reminds you of, let us know. Well, I, I, we I, I think enough. that's good to remember, Carl, that there are those standout soundtracks, and particularly in Japan, yes. there are composers doing things like this. What I'm so amazed by with this Xvious music is that. It's not, I don't know, it's not like it's pretty good or it's almost there. You know, a lot of times you hear a big orchestra and you hear pretty chords and a mm-hmm. melody that's okay and you know we kind of praise it because it's all we're getting but what i'm so inspired by is not only do i think all these melodies are good they're all really simple they're all very so basic pure. and primal which i yeah. know those melodies are kind of the most difficult I things think, to reach for i composer. think agamatsu has an incredible gift for pure melodies, universal melodies. They're not, none of these tracks have been annoying or noty or uh, overstaying their welcome uh, at all. So, all right, let's keep going. We're going to now move on to a track called The Initiation. Here we go.
This is one of my favorites, guys. You're listening to The Initiation from Final Fantasy Brave XVS composed by Noriyasu Agamatsu. Will, I would add this to the list. Absolutely. Let's do it. There's kind of a a hook, very swashbuckling aspect to it. I'm reminded of Hook, uh, but any kind of like pirate high fantasy, absolutely it's swashbuckling. There's a lot of this uh, score that's very swashbuckling. A triplet meter, 6-8, has that kind of sailing ships quality to it but there's also this this devious fantastic element to some of the harmonies here and carl you were kind of remarking on really inventive orchestration yeah and again just fully realized use of the orchestra so much contemporary film music or, or orchestral music uh Unfortunately, like so much of it, I think, is not written with a basic understanding of the best way to use the orchestral battery. It's mm-hmm. kind of like translating what works in a rock band to the orchestra. And so you get a lot of sameness and kind of very simple grooves that just these elements that overlay on top of each other. But for example, the counterpoint that occurs between that idea, which is interesting, and actually has like a motivic kind of melodic character in and of itself the way that works right. against the more trombone and horn led heroic theme which I have to say is so catchy and iconic sure. it's really fantastic I mean even if it was a more basic arrangement just highlighting that melody there's just I don't know it's kind of like a kid in a candy shop I'm just like overwhelmed at how many <laughs> things there are to talk about that's, and celebrate that's actually a great way to describe this track that's what I when I first listened to it I was like wow everything around me ah everything's so good I almost want to like isolate every single instrument and just hear and it by the itself. other thing though is it <laughs> It, though it's music that's satisfying, you know, it goes in places you would want it to go. It never feels predictable. That's true. I, it, it, it's that perfect balance between I think being a lot satisfying of that, and not just being, you know, rote like well, an exercise in sequence or something. I think a lot of that has to do with Agamatsu's own personal style. He's a composer that we haven't heard before, and he has a unique, you know, compositional voice. And I think it's a great balance of feeling, like you said. Uh, it's going to places we wanted to go. It's comfortable, but it's not predictable, and that yeah, and it's not a putting the individuality in you know that quote unquote unique style in front of any other aspect of the composition. Absolutely, you know? yeah. He just can't help but be unique. I think. All right, mm-hmm. let's move on to another amazing track. This is one of my favorites. Will so we'll see if we have to add this. This is Monument Valley.
how cool is this? Introduction uh, today for the first time of some synth elements, a rock band, and then cutting it all away again. It's looped video game music. Traditionally, <laughs> yeah. it's composed in the same way that it would have been on the Super Nintendo. Well, you, you know this what is I, just a treat. You know what I get a kick out of? You think of a composer like Brian Tyler, the American film composer. I thought you were going to say Brian Wilson for a second. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, but <laughs> a lot of Tyler's music is kind of like rock music that uses an orchestra in addition. Just the way it's composed, all of the rhythms and everything. Um, and that's kind of oh, yeah. cool, but it's, it's very distinctly American. And, uh, and again, I'm not saying that in a negative way. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but what I love about this music is it kind of sounds like Japanese rock music being done with an orchestra. And it I sure have to does. say, I so much prefer this style because, like you said, Carl, it sounds like th- this has the DNA of, like, a Mega Man track. It absolutely you know, If you sequence this on Famitracker, you could tell people that this was from some we lost are, 8-bit gem. I think, again, it comes down to we are okay with cheesy music. You and me sure. and Marty and, you know, Carlos and a lot of our friends who have some of the same tastes in video game music as we do. We are okay with something that is over the top, 11 out of 10 energy, and it's just completely Unabashed. earnest. And there are people that are not okay with that. Well, you know, Pete Holmes, the comedian, has a great bit about why it's okay to just laugh at everything, uh, mm-hmm. even if it's a silly joke, even if it's stupid, you know, it, it, that laughter is good. Why should we be guarded about what That's makes true. you happy? And I feel like a lot of people have this weird, like Dave Grohl was saying that thing about guilty pleasures, that there should be no guilty pleasures in music. If you like something, just completely like it with all of your heart. Don't be embarrassed for I agree. it. because. Honestly, I think you could, if you like something, there probably are intellectual reasons that you can justify it. Now, you don't have to give those to them, but to pretend to not like something, I think is way less intellectually sound than exploring why it is that you like that thing. At the end of the day, we like, no, no, we love (laughs) this music. Right. We more than like, we like, like, like. we like, love, like it. We like, like, like this. Okay. Let's move on to Supreme Mission. You guys are listening to Supreme Mission. That's that's a good fitting title for the music that we're listening to right now. This is an important mission. This isn't just some throwaway side quest, right? This isn't just picking up chickens. Oh, you know what happened to me that was oh, how so dare you? funny uh, in Breath of the Wild is the chickens attacked me. I, you didn't I tried. know that, dude. That's a total Zelda but thing. The thing. If you is, attack the cuckoos, they'll come after you. Yeah, but I... I think I had heard about that, but I wasn't thinking about it in the game. And I was like, honestly, 
my girlfriend was really annoyed by me because she did it's like why are you killing all the animals and i was like can you kill chickens and i honestly tried and then i hear this and they dude carl sitar does the same thing she doesn't want me to kill animals even the ones that you're supposed to hunt but yeah that's especially like an old thing the in the zelda series apparently i this is a really cool thing about that though if you hit a chicken enough times mm -hmm. and then you pick it up and throw it in front of an enemy who's attacking you, mm -hmm. they'll inadvertently hit the chicken, and then all the cuckoos oh, or cool. cuckoos will come and attack and kill that See, enemy. See, I also tried to throw a chicken into the fire, and that didn't seem to work either. Yeah, I don't know why. The game subliminally encourages you to harm chickens. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to a track that I prepared to be a track of the week. So I'm going to ask Will if he would agree. Uh, this is called DUAL, with all caps and two exclamation points. So that's exactly the vibe really? we're going to get You couldn't from have had this. a third exclamation point. <laughs> he was too busy composing more amazing music. Duel from Brave Exvius. Um, you know what? I feel so overwhelmed because I feel like I could spend the whole podcast hour talking about this track, but I'm going to, I'm going to hand it over to Will because I already brought this in on a show and tell. Um, I, I know why I love this track so much. I'm curious to hear what Will thinks about this. This is Duel. Well, it's, it reminds me of the first time hearing Resistance and Extermination from Gravity Rush and just right. being like, oh my God, what is this? It's amazing undeniably music. amazing. This it's is just like the sequel to that music. for me. Uh, and what's amazing... Okay, I don't want anybody to hear that we're choosing this for track of the week and think like, oh, they like it because it's groovy and it has, it has like this rock, rock beat. And That's fun. not why we That's like it. That's not why. In fact, honestly, on the outset, that would be like a strike against it for me. Not that I don't like those things, but in a soundtrack like this, what I'm really drawn to is the lush orchestration and beautiful lyrical melodies. And the reason you. why I think this is the best track is because I think that melody is the most iconic. Yeah, bum, 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 na, 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 na. It's, it's so, so pure, and it's that kind of melody that's so durable and perfect. It could have well, any Will, presentation and be I have effective. to tap you on the shoulder. That's just one melody in this track. There's so many different right, sections the B that are section, also good. And then that great like bluesy part that almost dun, dun, sounds dun, like dun, The dun, Incredibles. Dun, dun. That yeah. also sounds like NES music. That would be doubled with the pulse and the triangle. It's just, it has everything. If you're a fan of rock music, you'll like this. If you're a fan of orchestra music, I honestly don't know anyone in my life who would listen to this and say, eh, it's not that good. I feel like almost everyone I know would, would find something to like about well, this. Well, what I love, I'm just so happy, this is video game music in the 21st century. I am proud know? 
I am very proud to be a gamer, and there's a, a fan and also, of video so, music, a composer. And I'm not ashamed that it has you know rock elements because that's part of the DNA and the origins of game music. It's it's that eclecticism. Yeah, no, it's the well, melting pot of all the influences. You're so right. This is one of those rare tracks that I would be so proud to show to anyone who's unsure about video game music as an art form. This is just one of those killer pieces of music that just makes you really excited to be a fan the of the melody music. is it's like it kind of reminds me of a bah, 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 right bah, yeah. bah, bah. i mean the whole quality to papa it. arrangement of it but like the purity of it it's like a classical melody bah, and then that bah, flute bah, and then bah, later on bah, 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 that that amazing flute melody that that uh da, 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 da. it gets a little bit more kind right of folky. that b section almost like a bridge or something all right guys let's move on to something uh uh, I think also rocking, if I'm not mistaken. This is Onslaught. I defy you. Find me a composer who's able to do all these genres this well. This is Onslaught. This is one which man, is uh, it's a metal track. It's a rock track. It's orchestral. It is prog. It is. Is it ever prog? That one part was so out there. Just like meter changes up the wazoo. I don't even. Yeah, this is just so many things are happening. It's almost like he like had a lot of coffee before he composed some of this music because it's just like the energy is just sometimes it's like maybe too high. Right. You know, I, I remember, you know, Ben Folds, he does a lot of stuff with orchestras. And I heard him say a quote that I really loved. He's like, he kind of hates when he hears rock musicians doing stuff with an orchestra and he's just, they're just having the strings play like boring quarter notes. He's like, sure. The orchestra has rocked for hundreds of years. You don't so need use to dumb it, it down for and rock And this is music. a great track that does that. It starts with that guitar and then all of a sudden the strings come in and they're adding yeah, the I mean, energy. The strings are more badass and shredding than what the guitars are doing, you exactly. know? Exactly. And you got the blast beat. <laughs> it's just, it's got everything. It's really Similar cool. Similar to that dual track, this is something that I also think has something for everyone. Like, I can't imagine someone listening to this and not enjoying some aspect of it, even if you don't like metal. This would actually Again, be- though, this is, we, we love cheesy things. We love things that are unabashed and just going 110% this in their style. This is probably the coolest track, though, maybe in, in, this, in the game. I think so, but also, I mean, it's just so earnest and passionately <laughs> intense so i think a lot of people hearing the orchestra doing something like that may be a little turned off by right. it but i mean i agree i think it's very cool 
So let us know what you guys think of this score on our social media. We're very curious. This is a game that I don't think a lot of people know about, so feel free to drop or our us a Discord comment. channel. Yeah, that's a great place. Uh, we'll talk, guys, about this. Let's now move on to uh, a nice change of pace. This is Walkabout. Really great track. I mean, it, it's really tough, but this would probably be added on my list. What do you think? Are we going to be? I mean, we already picky? have a track of the week, so it, it seems fruitless to add more. But this is another incredible piece. It kind of blew my mind all of those syncopations because when I first started listening to it, it sounded like it was in three, and then that didn't add up. And so I'm like, is it in five or seven or some kind of odd meter? Mm-hmm. And then I started listening. I'm like, oh no, wait, it's in four, but it has all these wild syncopations in the guitar that are kind of throwing off your center of gravity. There's a lot of emphasis on the four. There's a lot of kind of three against two rhythm. So that's what that's what's doing that. This is a beautiful track. Oh my gosh. The that melody melodic hunter. Again, landing on the ninth, driving to the most dissonant note, incredibly lyrical and evocative. But not afraid to be fun. Something that's so great about video game music, particularly with Japanese composers. Again, I actually don't like video game music that much. <laughs> I think it's cheesy. Well, it's the it's the willingness of taking a melody that's really lyrical and beautiful, but not being afraid to almost throw it away in a presentation that's emphasizing groove elements, emphasizing things that would more traditionally be associated with like fun, less serious music. Sure. The first time I really started thinking about that was honestly when I that interview with uh, Manami Matsumai where she talked about the importance of kind of the importance of writing a melody at like a slow tempo and composing it slowly at the piano and making sure it's beautiful and interesting there and then adding the rock elements adding the groove right because I think to that idea of music it's like it's all of the important elements melody harmony and rhythm in mm-hmm. What's so interesting, a lot of classical music kind of prides itself on being interesting in only two of the three elements. If it's something rhythmic, it's usually not very melodic. It's rhythmic and harmonic, or it's harmonic and melodic, or it's melodic and rhythmic occasionally. (laughs) But it's kind of like all the different forces of the universe. It's rhythmonic. It's it's everything. It's all three pieces of the triforce. Sorry, I I know this is fun. I may need your help to pronounce this track it's 
feel like it might be French. Joy de Vivry. That was perfect. I'm <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. You should move to France. It was beautiful. Okay, that's what I'm going to call this. And then Will's going to introduce it when we play when we come back and fade up from Brave Exodus. Joy de Vivry. <laughs> pretty sure it's joey de vivre you know carl I, I believe it's more like joey de vivre you can make fun of it but it's a beautiful language no it's just sometimes i, I find it funny when like you will say like over pronounce something so much but the rest of your conversation what? there's nothing <laughs> wrong with saying vivre <laughs> I'm sorry. There's not anything wrong with it, but it just makes me laugh for some reason. I was going to an Italian restaurant, and I got the uh, the chicken parmigiano <laughs> reggiano who cheese. Is, Will, who was that uh, Food Network host? Giada De Laurentiis, where so, so she, she would, would just <laughs> speak in her American accent, and then whenever she would mention some Italian part of the cuisine, <laughs> yeah. mozzarella, she, she would like affect this accent and speak with the oh, rolls that was R's. So great. Like, it was very Literally, it would be like, all right, so you're going to add this to the dish, and then you just want to sprinkle some mozzarella on top mozzarella yeah <laughs> that is too funny all right we're brian gonna... regan did a bit where he was making fun of people that do that but i haven't heard enough people call that out i remember i used to just die yeah. laughing i think for the sake of time we should move on that is a piece of music that speaks for itself very we should beautiful start a food network uh, podcast <laughs> that's gonna be the next let's move on to something that's a nice change of pace this is mirage palace This is a great example of what Will was talking about earlier, where it kind of goes where you want it to, but it also surprises you. Completely. I was expecting different necess like notes that it was falling to, different chords, but it feels good. It feels comfortable where it lands, mm -hmm. but it's it's unique. This has its, an identity of its own. I also think it's a little bit hard for you and I to be completely objective for daring harmony, because 
we're both composers and we both love this kind of music mm-hmm. that I think we might tend to expect a certain very lush jazzy chord resolution that's true that might surprise someone who's not familiar with this vernacular but I guess to me I, this is just so profoundly satisfying I love that it sets up this uh, kind of stereotypical Arabian gesture well, this is yeah this is desert music but this is this is the kind of desert music that I would love to listen to a whole album of because what's great is it's a it's a fantastic motive in and of itself. It's not just banking on those intervals. It's catchy in the way it repeats. It just has a great form. But then the other thing is he kind of proves its worth by, in the B section, putting that motive through we'll, a more conventional minor sequence, not using those augmented intervals. There's this one moment of this piece that dun, 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 reminds me of some moment of Casino Royale for some reason. Ooh, I could just, hear that. Something yeah. about it just really is reminiscent of yeah this was beautiful I, I particularly was just so surprised like i kind of almost was a little bit disappointed not because it wasn't beautiful but we've heard that arabian palette so many yeah times. this track sucks uh <laughs> no no <laughs> but we've heard that palette so many times i was almost like okay what are what's really going to be new yeah. here but then that whole bridge section that was just so incredibly well, evocative i think it's it the reason why me. i wanted to include this track i don't think it's maybe one of the the best in our playlist but i think it was it, it impressed me because i I, st- I started off and i'm like oh, okay it's going to be one of these and then oh wait no there's much more to it it's another example of him doing desert music <laughs> it's just going to be so much more interesting to listen to than anyone else's desert music in my opinion so well let's hear how he does ruins music shall we the name of this next track is called mystic ruins which feels like it would be a sonic stage uh let's take a listen to this from brave exvius One minute and seven seconds, I defy you to add more emotion, more of a musical journey in that amount of time. This has got to be another track of the week. I'm sorry. This is Mystic Ruins from Brave XVS. This is so unique. I'm just blown away by how many amazing melodies he's able to come up with and how many unique pieces of music that explore so many different emotions. Yeah, it's incredible. It uses... uh the Dorian mode in a way that feels kind of like classical. It's almost like Sibelius or something. Um, You know what I'm talking about where it's kind of using it in a way that's emphasizing its scalar 
function where like yeah, a lot of times sure. we hear it in game music and it's done it's more about the harmonies it's about kind of that pedal bass moving from a minor one chord to like a four chord a major four and chord and the different ways inversion. uh that it's used have a totally different emotional tone it's kind of mysterious and from like another world right yeah. it's very dreamlike that's it's why kind it, of mystic it's it like mystic ruins <laughs> well it almost had like it has a lydian color when you hear it like that hey but, well i have yeah. a question for you uh you know you're a composer too if you were to score a stage or you know part of the game that's called mystic ruins what would you have done differently or what would you have done similarly well i him? mean this is just completely off the cuff but uh i think i would do something like i would do a combination of aquatic ruins and mystic cave zone mystic ruins that's a cool Should mashup Should we sing idea. another Sonic song live? I just have a request for any of our listeners. I want that mashup. I want to hear a mashup of Mystic Cave Zone and Aquatic Ruin and call it Mystic Ruins. And also include this Mystic Ruins melody, too. You just got to find two Thanks, songs guys. at the same tempo, and then you're good. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to The Ghost Ship. You guys are listening to the ghost ship. I'm scared by this piece of music. <laughs> I'm scared. I feel like I'm in a ghost ship over here. This is really uh, different. You know, you have a little bit of that choir, uh, which is a sound that you, we only hear maybe two or three times in the whole score. Really nice use of the orchestra to to evoke something very creepy. Uh, reminds me of some other you know creepy video game music, but again, it has its own identity. There's not any moment in this where I'm like, oh, this is cliche. Yeah, it's really evocative and interesting, but yeah, in, in a way that feels a little bit light, a little bit, I don't Very want to say tongue-in-cheek, yeah. but it's not, it's not actually, actually scary. scary. This isn't, yeah, this isn't you know, dead It's not like aleatoric, yeah, this creepy isn't strings. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's it's safe It's safe horror. It's, it's like modern Nintendo horror. It's not like old-school Koji Kondo scary where like I was actually peeing myself. Wait, you peed yourself in uh, what Let's context? move on to the next track. I'm going to have to get to the bottom of this. This next track is not scary. It's very beautiful. It's called... Oh, don't act like you weren't scared playing, like, Metroid Prime. Are you kidding me? That stuff was terrifying. At least I didn't leave the room when I, when I got low health. What about Metroid Prime 3, the GFS Valhalla I never got scared with that. That is terrifying. There's Metroids everywhere. I still, oh my God. I still am not going to forgive you for leaving the room when I was getting close to dying in Metroid well, Prime. Maybe you should have been better at the game. Maybe I needed someone who was going to be moral support You should have me. given me the controller. Oh, I could have. I right. can get through all those games without dying once. This next track is called Secrets in Her Eyes. 
we're gonna add it to the list. This is Secrets in Her Eyes from Brave XVS by the wonderfully talented composer Noriyasu Agamatsu. Okay. That makes it a whopping five track of the week. I feel like the one that the main one that we're having track of the week, that's the track of the week. But okay, this is well, more characteristic of the rest of the soundtrack and sure. In terms of pieces like that, so well, that aren't I have as jaunty, a, this is the best in my opinion. I have a question for you, a design question. Should we now implement something called like runner-ups or like honorable so maybe, mentions? Yeah, maybe the track of the week is bold and black, and maybe the other ones are bold and blue. And that's what blue. we share on social media. Maybe the other ones are bold and blue or something. Sure, kind of like standout tracks, like the stand yeah. highlights or something. Yeah, I mean you can't beat that. Let's duel. pause it and restructure our whole podcast. Yeah, let's let's change everything we've done. You know, we forgot to mention this last week, but we're gonna, we want to do an episode topic uh, called like "Oops" or something, where it's basically we play tracks that we should have gotten to that and, we just haven't. And because like that we chemical were, plant well, yeah, song. yeah, I wanted to say that we were silly last week, but but I don't want to insult. We will play chemical plant song. The truth is, we just totally dropped the ball. We thought we played in our first volume of Sonic and then so we didn't for the second and then we went back and realized wait we never played well, it and I it's one of our favorite tracks and we're ever, also so. gonna do episodes where we kind of um you remember we we started that concept of like redos of redoing old things yeah but we want to do that not just for the purposes of like oh we made a mistake just to because, revisit you know, it's been years yeah our, Sonic Travis revisited. Our, our friend Travis was telling me like he listened to the Metroid episode like seven times or something crazy like that and because he just loves the music so much but I think he's getting sick of hearing our voices on it so he's I would like too, you guys Travis. should re-record that episode because and it makes sense it's like I, I don't know it's been years since we've done that radio stations will repeat songs more frequently let's do that man okay let's move on to celestial Maybe that's too hacky but i want to listen to some great music again i would love to do that let's do that this is celestial battle here we go guys are listening to Celestial Battle from Brave Exvius, composed by Noriyasu Agamatsu. So right now we're at a whopping five track of the weeks. We still haven't dethroned our all-time record of the Shantae episode that has six track of the weeks. I don't know if we'll ever dethrone that. I remember listening to the episode when we were recording. We're just like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And it just was all so good. We just 
I think part of it was our mood. We were just very generous. I think we've also gotten a little bit complacent in our old age at uh, allowing too many track of the weeks. I mean, because think about some of the all-star episodes. Yeah, we don't want to open the floodgates. I mean, when we did Mario Galaxy, we picked a track of the week for that. I, I think we kind of, we've been getting lazy and haven't been picking them beforehand. Sure. And so now we're trying to do it during the episode. And, you know, I mean, we maybe we have to bring out this, the spreadsheets again and start a numerical rating system that I know I do I, it every week. I, I berated you for that, but it, well, it is helpful. Will, take a look. Come over here right now. Sorry, listeners. This oh, is a, God, this, it's so nerdy. <laughs> look at all the a, X-Men comics. No, no, I know this is an audio medium, but Will, take a look at this. What's what's highest? What's the highest one here? Dual exclamation mark, exclamation mark. That has an 8.6, which may seem low, but that's a really an good 8. score for me. 8.6? Dude, for me, screw that. For me, that's a really good score. Do you know what a, uh, like, something like magical sound voice shower? A 10. For some reason, I, I don't I don't give anything a 10. I don't know why. But that would be like a 9.8 or a something. A 10 would be something that makes you quit music? <laughs> Ten is the last thing. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! This is a folder of all your own music. They all get tens. <laughs> Carl, really? Carl, come on! He's lying. He's not looking at my laptop anymore. All right, let's move on to the last track we're going to talk about. Oh, wait, today. sorry, that was my music. This is Triumph of Destiny. track this is triumph of destiny which is pretty much what we all have gone through this past hour it, it, it was our destiny to spotlight on this soundtrack and it was your destiny to listen to it thanks for joining us this was definitely kind of an oddball choice i will say it again this is the best kept secret in modern video game music this brave xvs yeah man i mean that's kind of a boastful thing to say about it but i, I have to agree it, i'm so amazed at the quality of the melodies how lush the orchestration is how versatile how versatile the soundtrack how is independent in all the tracks are like they feel right. like their own Completely. journey and also the fact that pretty much every single track we played today was like almost all real instruments all real performance there's a couple that were using samples but i just think that again reaffirms to me look i'm not trying to pick on breath of the wild but there's a handful of great orchestral tracks but there's also so much stuff that uses virtual instruments yeah and because so much of the game is silent i just think it's a little bit inexcusable i, I don't know i i, I definitely the, a, a soundtrack like this will no longer make me an apologist for my feelings oh, for about sure. that score. I was a little bit at first, like before you and Marty had gotten to play it, I mm -hmm. felt like I was almost like the ambassador of Breath of the Wild and I was sort of trying to show you all the great things so that you wouldn't think it was no good. But now that you guys see how great it is, I feel like I can finally 
kind of say my true feelings, which no, are absolutely. that I mean, I don't it's think not we, my favorite. I don't think we Zelda need to, to you know hold any punches when it comes to Breath of the Wild. I mean, we both adore the game. And to me, unfortunately, the music is probably the least amazing part of the game. I think yeah, almost it's not everything that it's else not good. It's just that the whole, the game is operating on such a high level. Yep, absolutely. I would say that in the American voice acting is god awful. So if you play Breath of the Wild, they the didn't update. Pretty bad. Now you can do it, Carl. Have you done it? Switch it to the Japanese. No, no, because I play with my girlfriend. And she does. She does actually enjoy the the voice acting. So you know, it's kind of a. I can't really do that. I think she would not enjoy it if we did a Japanese. Oh, that's but, too bad. Well, um, when, once you're done, you should replay the game again, and I think you'll appreciate the story moments even more. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to play you out with the track called Force and Furious, which is kind of a fun little uh, title there. Uh, and guys, hopefully no copyright dilemmas. Let's there. do a couple plugs. Uh, next week, we're going to have a very fun episode. If all goes well, we'll have some special guests with a very uh, important composer spotlight episode. Um, some 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 other podcaster friends. Hopefully, will be joining us next week. Uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes. I recently released an album called Micropower, which is a chiptune album. So uh, I think you guys may have seen in the feed last week uh, on Thursday we had a bonus episode. So if you wanted to, you know, start listening to it there, you could. You can also find that on Bandcamp as well as all, as well as all of our original music is on Bandcamp. It's all pay what you want. So we really are so thankful for everyone who's you know chipped in a few shekels to buy our music it means the world to us also thank you so much to all of our lovely patrons on patreon it's one of the ways that we're able to keep the show going with the costs of you know website hosting and, and equipment and things like that well and with micropower we kind of tried the first we kind of tried our first uh, listening party and, and that was Carl, really that was fun success. really successful so thanks everyone for for joining me for uh, that listening party it was a little bit <laughs> not the most like professional as far as the video I was able to I got the audio to, to work it was getting the audio of my computer but the video it had to be my webcam for some reason I that was the only thing I could figure out so Will was helping me like handing me pieces of paper to display <laughs> and so yeah hopefully next time we'll be able to get something even more uh, it's just great to know that six years into doing the podcast we still have to do like completely ratchet stuff Will like do you remember what we did on, very, on the very first episode for a uh, quote pop filter yeah a piece of Kleenex taped to the microphone <laughs> and it perfectly worked and it was definitely amazing Pow. all right guys all right let's play you out with this force and furious thank you so much for joining us for this wonderful episode my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann have a great week everybody peace out peace out